Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And we're going to start off in normal fashion with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture is Proverbs 14 and 23. And it reads, All hard works brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Don't talk about it, be about it. If you have something that God is leading you to do, go do it. If God gave you the vision, he will supply you with the provision. Amen. There's somebody out there that needed to hear that because you're sitting on your gift. So it's time to go out there and actually go and chase your dreams. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you for today. Thank you for waking us up. God, we ask you to just bless this interview. God, reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable. God, be able to help those in need that need to hear something from this interview that can encourage them, that can uplift them, that could be able to give them that courage to go and step out on faith. God, we ask you to touch every listener under the sound of my voice from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, be able to give them the reassurance to know that you're there to be able to push them to that next level. God, just enlarge the territory. Let this interview be able to have some wisdom, insight, and revelation today where that will encourage and bring hope to someone so that they can know that they can do it too because we all serve the same God. God, we thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can follow me at Jay Calhoun on Clubhouse. Make sure you go download all my singles. I think I have re- uh, renew my praise. Jesus, you make me happy. Wake up, bless, and renew my praise has its music, uh, new music video release at 120k on Vivo. So definitely go join the foe and enjoy that music. And I have to introduce my hosts. My hosts in their absence, we have Dr. Marvinetta Clay. She is the love child. Everybody's favorite auntie here in Las Vegas. So make sure you follow her at Clay Marvinetta. Dr. Marvinetta Clay, or um, go to drmarvinettaclay.com, be able to go see her song, Worship Forever. Um, She has so good. She has some good music coming out soon, too, Um, so definitely stay tuned and follow her. Another person to check out is Chris Johnson. Sing Chris J, our boy out of Chicago. He got some new music, a whole album coming out, so make sure you check out singchrisj.com, and you can follow Chris Johnson. And we have um, D.W., from the DW experience, he's on a sabbatical right now, but you know what? He's going to come back with even stronger interviews every Monday at the DW experience where he's going to have some great um, new hosts, music, all kinds of things. So definitely check out the DW experience on all social media platforms and um, make sure you check out Chiquita Andrews, Chiquita Andrews, um, book author. That you could get her book, Trained to be Broken, but was unbroken. You could get that at Barnes & Noble and all of those publishing um, backgrounds where you could get her book. And she's writing her new book as we speak. So definitely go check her out. And one thing I want everybody to know is that you need to share, like, and subscribe. Make sure if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like it. Leave a comment. If you're on Facebook, um, make sure that you share, tag somebody, like it. And this interview is going to be a great interview. If you're missing out, if you're an independent artist, if you're a singer, if you're somebody who wants to hear some advice from someone that's very talented, you need to be listening. 
Amen. Amen. So we have bring to the stage Miss Shalea, everybody. Miss Shalea, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I, I, I can't complain. I can't complain at all. You know, we survived COVID. It's the pandemic. It's been right. a year. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I think I want to just ask a icebreaker question. Okay. What was your favorite hobby during the pandemic? What's my what was my favorite hobby? Where well, there wasn't much <laughs> we could do. Um, I'll tell you what, I didn't necessarily have a hobby, but I had a favorite meal, and that was peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I hadn't been eating bread like that in I don't know how long, and it was so good. I would have bread just all soft and just an extra thick layer of peanut butter just nice and thick in the jelly maybe I might put in the microwave for just a little bit to get a little warm that was like <laughs> me that was my hobby going downstairs to make myself the peanut butter and jelly sale since you talk about peanut butter and jelly what kind of peanut butter and what kind of jelly it determines oh, oh hands down Jif. Jif, I'm a, I'm a Jif girl. I'm a Jif girl, oh, and then the creamy though. I don't, I don't really care for the crunchy. It has to be the the smooth and the creamy. And amen. Then, yes, amen. Touch your neighbor and say, <laughs> Amen. We can touch and agree on that one. Crunchy just won't do, and the jelly was like Welch's jelly, you know, just regular Welch's jelly. Great, okay. great jelly, great jelly. Okay. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your new single. You know, Grace uh, was actually written during the pandemic and, and it was actually my very, very first um, writing session that I did through Zoom. I'm so used to just kind of being in the room and all together and us all feeling the same energy at the same time and breathing the same air and and so that was obviously not possible. And so it was my first Zoom. And I really, I remember thinking, I, I, I wasn't sure how the session would actually go. And it ended up being just this incredible writing session I had with Steph Fink, who, um, who we both know and love, and uh, Jason Glead. And, you know, we were just kind of having a conversation. They, you know, we were just talking about just what was going on in the world. And, and they really wanted this song that we were writing together to come really directly from my heart. And so they said, you know, what's been in your spirit? I said, I feel like there's this crazy cancel culture that is happening. You know, mm. um, I feel like, you know, people are, they just have such short fuses. And there, there was so much that was going on at, at the time, the political climate, you know, uh, what was happening just in, in racial tensions and all that. And I was like, I asked the, the rhetorical question, can I get a little grace? You know, can I get a little grace? And and I feel like also what was going on during this this time during the pandemic is that it was it was so hard for all of us just try to trans, just trying to survive in this climate that you know we weren't always productive. You know, as I told you, my my number one hobby was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Hey, that's a good hobby. Hey, so, shout out to all the people that like peanut butter and jelly because. Exactly. He, he was she made good. me feel good about myself because I'm like late night peanut butter and jelly with some <laughs> nice cold milk fire. Oh, come on now. 
But, you know, for for a lot of us, it just, you know, I'm used to being on the go. I remember I almost never unpacked my suitcase because I was just always used to being on the go. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, having to stand still. And so there's there's moments where you're, you know, very creative and there's other moments where you don't get out of bed. So I, I'm i kind of going a, a long way to say that I, I felt and I still feel this way that it's that circular grace that has to happen. I have to give grace to myself because a lot of times show me someone who isn't able to forgive others or someone who is very critical of others usually is very critical of themselves and hasn't forgiven themselves. And so mm. that first step of being able to say, I have the humility to be able to say, I need a little grace. I'm asking for a little bit of grace. That just makes it all the more easier, I think, to when someone else needs that same grace, I can give that grace. And that's really all this song is. It's that, that appeal um, that says, you know, let's let's be agents of grace. And I think we can we can change what's going on in this world. Well, you know, that's deep because um, my pastor just did a sermon this Sunday saying you love God, but hate mm -hmm. people. Got it. OK. You know, because when you look at it, a lot of people have this such of a high standard of what people have to do for them. Mm. But don't but don't expect that same high standard for themselves. Wow. And it's crazy enough where when you talked about cancel culture, a lot of times people cancel other people. So they are not in the limelight. That's what I feel. A lot of times mm -hmm. I've met people that will talk about somebody else because they don't want people talking about them. Wow. And it's like they deviate from themselves because they know they're doing wrong. They know they're having issues. They know all this stuff. But it's just so easy to just be like Christ and just have humility and say, you know what? I mess up. You mess up. I'm going to love on you because everything is supposed to return back to love. If you love God, <laughs> you should at least show love to others. How can you love a God you can't see and hate your brother and sisters you do see? doesn't go Absolutely. together. So it's, it, it's just powerful how you was talking about that because it kind of tied in because I, I have had talked to people that said, you know, I criticize people and I judge people so much because I feel like that's what they do to me. And a lot of times that's just personal. Um, how can I say personal, um, personal insecurities, personal yeah. insecurities where they feel like, you know, I feel like I'm like this. So I know people are going to treat me like this. And a lot of times in this pandemic, I hope a lot of people had a lot of time to reflect to show that this world, when you're in the house, you only got you. And the only person you got the answer to is you. And man, I could tell you when I was in the pandemic, it was a whole lot of self-seeking and, and meditation of knowing of, am I on the right path? And am I doing it the right way? Because just like you, I was always on the go. This award show, this event, hosting this, doing that. I always was gone. And then by the time that God really kind of sat a lot of us down in this pandemic, we really got to see what do you, what what are you maintaining in your household? Because you can't you can't do stuff on the outside if you ain't got your own house in order. And well, Come on, come on. Well, you know, and, and to me, what I found during this pandemic, I remember just at the end of 2020, there were just some, some, you know, truths to me that I felt like I, I learned um, in that year. And one of them was 
I can do more with less. Mm. And, and, and it, it, because when the pandemic happened, we were in the middle, we were really on the brink of promoting um, our film, The Clark Sisters, The First Ladies of Gospel. I mean, we were right. literally like, I, I'll never forget it. it I was in um, Ohio, actually uh, <laughs> filming the Dorinda Clark show. And I remember we had all these things planned. And it was like in steps and they would, they would call and they would say, um, okay, this got canceled, but, but the Potter's house is still on. Okay, the Potter's house got canceled, but, but this other screening is still happening. And within, you know, 48 hours, 36 hours, everything was just canceled. Everything was, it was just done. It was done. The, all the screenings, the premiere, everything. And, you know, I feel like we, but the thing is, we still had to promote the film. And so I feel like this this time showed me that you can do more with less. You can actually step into these positions. So I got my little my little tripod. I, I ordered my tripod. I got my little director's chair, and you know I was having to do lighting and sound. I got my little mixer because what I realized is that what God gave me that doesn't stop just because I'm not able to do it for for hundreds and thousands of people because mm -hmm. the gifts. Remains, the passion still remains, the love still remains, the anointing still remains. And so, you know, in a way, I feel like I grew during during that time in a way that I could not have grown um, in any other circumstance. And so, you know, I, I really don't want to be insensitive because I know a lot of people uh, went through just such such dark, difficult times during that time, not only just health-wise, but financially just depression and just feeling so isolated. Um, but by God's grace, you know, um, I, I had a, a, I had a great support system and, and I, I found a way to still uh, connect with who I was and, and, and reminded myself, this is, this is what God created me to do. That doesn't stop. That won't stop. Mm. And I can find new ways to connect. And that's what I did during this time. There's things that I did during this time that, you know, I haven't, I haven't done since, you know, um, and it showed me that I could be creative and that I could rise to the occasion. I could wear more hats than I was used to. I had to be make do hair and makeup and, and again, lighting and sound and, and all of that stuff, video production, you know, put, trying to put little things together, creating, you know, um, ideas for shows and, and just different ways to, to still connect you know, with your fans. And so I am grateful. I'm really grateful as, as difficult as it was, I'm grateful and to me I look at grace as um, this beautiful gift that came out of that, that time in my life. See, you said grace about seven times. So if y'all ain't got this song, Grace, I'm gonna just let you know. Go ahead and go get Grace, her 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 single. And I, I, I it's, it's, I'm sitting here reflecting because Ashley, one of your castmates, Angela Burchett, came on the show after oh, the actual the um after the, you guys premiered. And I know a lot of radio stations, including myself, um, had to pivot to StreamYard and to digital yeah. platforms because our buildings were getting shut down. Um, yeah. especially once the whole shutdown was happening here in Las Vegas, our governor decided that, you know, um, 
I guess my station was too close, you know, have, having people it wasn't six feet apart. So that place got shut down. And then I remember so I had to do something. So I went to this platform for the StreamYard platform. And then the first person that we popped up, Professor Ogilvy. And that was a great interview. And then um, it was so funny to me that you was talking about cancel, how many things were getting canceled. I can say right now, the Stella Awards was like the ultimate, hold on, we don't know yet, wait, because we, I actually, our team had tickets for you guys' premiere on the red carpet for yes. the early premiere for the Stellars, and everybody's thinking, oh, Stellars going to still happen, this COVID's yeah. going to be over, and they last minutely was just like, nah, it's not going to happen, it's going in August, and everybody was just like, especially here in Las Vegas, because you know, Las Vegas, that's one of our biggest events. And mm -hmm. everybody was hoping because it's a lot of opportunities that the Stella Awards brings to the city of Las Vegas. So it, it was crazy to hear you say not just us, but all over the state of how many things were just getting canceled. Award shows going from from physical to digital refunding money because you didn't bought hotels. And it, it was a crazy time. And I, I want to say I guess this leads this uh, to the next question about grace. Does it hit different for you when you think about when you created Grace that during that time piece? Because every every song means something, especially the headspace you were in when you were making it. But with with you making a song during the pandemic, does it hit different for you when you sing that song? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just did a little tour run in Florida about two weeks ago. And so that was the first time I had performed the song for a live audience. And the response I get from that song, and it, it what's, what really is humbling and what really touches me so deeply is that it's, it's demographics that I, I wasn't even thinking would gravitate towards the song. And so a lot of mothers have reached out to me and said that this song was right on time. Like they just, they're so hard on us. On themselves, you know, women are in general where we can be very, very hard on ourselves. But, but mothers in particular, I mean, you, you know, you are, you know, you are here to to raise this child, and you're just trying to, you're just wondering, am I, am I messing them up? <laughs> you know, you just you want to do everything perfect, and as we know, we're human, and we're not always going to hit the mark. And so, a lot of moms have have really um, gravitated towards this song. A lot of young people have have DM'd me and said. I was looking for the words, you know, of just what I've been feeling. And I just couldn't put it into words until I heard this song. And, um, you know, th that just, it just means so much because I, I do know where I was during that time. And it, it was, it was just that awareness that, that just says, there can be no pride in asking this question. Can I get a little grace? Pride has to just be put aside. I have to first receive the grace that only God can give. And that's, and, and me forgiving myself is a response to that. I can't now then go out and, you know, uh, not give somebody else that same forgiveness and that same grace. And, and I, I, this is only a side note. I know sometimes people say, well, you know, this forgiveness and grace, does that mean that that person still stays in your life in the exact same way. And, and that's not always the answer. That's where discernment comes in. That's, that's right. something that's between you and God, you know, um, because you still need to be wise now. But, um, but that grace just basically says, I'm no better than you. You know, you are no better than me. And we both need 
that same grace. And so I'm going to, I'm going to treat you and, and deal with you in a, in a graceful way. And so, yeah, I, you know, to get back to your original question, I, I really do, it does hit different, you know, because I feel like it's, it's timely. It's something that we're all desperately needing for so many reasons, you know, for so many different types of relationships, whether it be, you know, uh, your family with a, with a spouse, with a friend, with a coworker, um, Steph, uh, who co-wrote the song with me, her, her mother, um, you know, was, you know, in dialogue with someone who had very, very different political views than her. And sometimes it was clashing and she sent this song to her and there was, um, there was a reconciliation that happened. It was, they were, they were able just to kind of at least come together on one common, common ground. And I, I, I really believe in the, the power of this song to be able to do that for relationships. I think that was just deep what you just said, reconciliation. That that word is needs to be said a little more with mm. pandemic um, environments because so many people passed away last year. There's a lot of people that were here in 2020 that is no longer here. And that shows you how short life is. You shouldn't go with having a relationship with somebody that you, if you deemed them that you loved them, like mm. that was your that was your that was your family member. That was your homeboy, your homegirl. If, if that was somebody that you had love for, cared for their well-being, and y'all had a falling out, I believe I'm speaking to somebody out there. Y'all gotta reconcile all of that because tomorrow is not promised, and they just need a little grace. Everybody go through their moments. There's sometimes I'm gonna tell you. There's sometimes people don't want to deal with you. I'm talking to somebody out there in the audience. I see you. I see you. If people give you grace, and I always think, I always feel like, you know how they put that picture, if grace was something? I always think grace is that mother in the church that no matter how heathenish you act, she always just say, come here, sit here, baby, and come talk to you, and then give you a peppermint that's melted, and, and, and tell you, you know, you you out here sin sick. I never understood what that was until I got older. You over here sin sick. That meant you was drunk or you was high, you was something coming into church. And you need to realize that you can't keep going through these circles. These were people that no matter how messed up you were, how many times you failed, they loved you. That's the same way you need to be with others. And what you give is what you receive. If you unforgiven, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people unforgiving with you too. It, it, you got to set the tone. And a lot of times people forget that you got to set the tone. And that reconciliation is powerful because it's not really for them, it's for you. Because if you cause that bridge to burn, you're going to keep doing it because that's a runaway spirit. What is a runaway spirit? That means you run away from conflict every time. And instead of you handling the issue and fixing it, and you know what the Bible says, bless are the peacemakers. Instead of being a peacemaker, you go ahead and you just run from it and say, well, I'm going to just cut you off. No, mm -hmm. yes, you're scared of the conflict of dealing with your emotions in that situation. And once you could get, you know, mature in the spirit of understanding, it's not no matter what they say, it ain't that if you don't receive it, then that shouldn't bother you. It's getting to the point of actually saying, you know what, I deem my peace more important. And this is taken away from my peace. This right. taken away from my right mindset. So I need to get to a point to fix this with you. And I forgive you. And 
they might not say it back, but that's on them and that's with God. But at least yeah. you did your part. Never get in trouble for <laughs> for doing something and not doing something you know you should be doing. That's what a carnal mind is. If anybody didn't know what that word meant, carnal, that means knowing the laws of God and doing what you think you want to go do. And then you right. get in trouble. And I, if I could be a, a testimony, whoopings from God sucks. Mm. You start losing things. You start losing deals. You start losing houses, jobs, because God's going to finally show you, you can't do this by yourself. So come on. Just, just get in line with it. I love what you said about just some. It gets easier both ways. If if you if you have a spirit of reconciliation and you keep having that approach and that mindset, it's easier to to make that decision in another relationship or another situation. If you have a spirit of of discord, a spirit of pride, um, you know, to where you think that you're better it's it's so much easier just to continue to lead with that mindset i always say one great decision always leads to another just like one bad decision leads to another and 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 god's grace either covers the bad decisions and or you know or just his grace allows us to make great decisions and so we either way we're, we're going to need it you know we need it to either sustain to be covered and so you know i i have definitely um you know i tell people all the time you know i've messed up i have made some really really bad choices you know selfish choices um self-centered choices but i had to get to a point to where i had to accept the forgiveness that i knew was already there First accept it, then internalize it because so much of so many times we we know mentally that God has forgiven us of something, but we're still carrying the guilt. We're still carrying the shame. That that can be very, very heavy. So you gotta release it. You gotta release that shame, release, you know, that that guilt and and basically say that I I'm restored. You know, this is another opportunity for me to get it right. No matter how many times I fall down, it's about how many times I get up, and um, just just knowing that we are we are um, we are in relationship with the God of love, a God of restoration, of of not a second chance, but chance after chance after chance, and and as you said, it's like you can't be like that parable where you know you've been forgiven of you was forgiven of so much a debt that was paid and then went out and didn't forgive the next person who actually owed him less than what he owed and so it's again i i feel like when you look at the bible he always god seems for me from what i have got gathered is that pride is what he hates the most and it's not because one sin is better or you know or worse than the other but when you're prideful can't nobody tell you nothing. You're prideful. You you can't be, you know, you can't be redirected because you think you have it all together. And so when you right. leave that pride, when you have an open heart with that that is full of humility and realizes that I'm not going to always get it right, God can work with that. God can use that, you know. And so I'm I'm just grateful that that this song. Um, it's, it, it wasn't really a, a preachy kind of song. I, I, we wrote it for that very specific reason. It's more of an appeal. 
to just mm. be introspective and, and really think about it. Um, where do I need grace? <laughs> you know, where where do I where have I not been giving myself grace? I've been, you know, being so exacting on someone else when I needed that exact same grace. You know, just another little short little moment. I remember there was someone who, you know, hadn't really been <laughs> treating me very kindly, and um, and seemingly to be really, really experiencing some, some uh, a windfall of blessings. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I, I, I just, you know, kind of jokingly said to God, okay, so, so you just, you blessing them, huh? And in that very instant, I kid you not, I, I had this realization that baby girl, somebody is literally at this moment saying the same thing about you. You're blessing Shalaya, really, Lord? You know what she's done. You know where she's fallen short and yet you're still blessing her. And that was that realization again, you know, that this is, this is a circular thing. And I, it's kind of a, a, a term I just continue to use in regards to the song of circular grace, that when I receive that same grace, I have to then push it forward, you know, pay it forward, pay that grace man. forward. That, that, that's, man. That's deep because it's an internal thing that started with you and mm -hmm. it was an of your self-reflection that you was like, man, God, I ask you for grace. And just simply you put it in your words. And that's why people felt it because it was heartfelt because first of all, mm -hmm. there's a lot of songs that talk about a lot of things, praise, prosperity, all these good things, but it's the in-between moments you know, yeah. the times where yeah. you're tired, the times where um, you're tired of church, you're tired of people, you're tired of yourself sometimes. Yeah. And that's what makes people really relate to it because that's that maintaining, that your song is a maintaining song. After I get my praise on, after I worship God, then I and, and then I have that downfall. Uh-oh, you know, a lot of people don't like talking about that. I have that downfall and I have some issues in my life and I could listen to your song and be like, man, God, she need a little grace. And it's a self-reflection. And I think that's the most powerful that you're saying, because if more people could self-reflect on that exact moment of just asking for a little grace, mm -hmm. they could really go further and start giving some grace to other people. Because yeah. I think first thing is a lot of people don't know how to ask, you know, for that grace. And then they just think they deserve it. And that's why they treat people the way they think that they deserve and it keeps going on and on and, and it's just a toxic mentality. But one thing I want you to do, we're going to go ahead and take a little break um, and then we're going to go in deep because I everybody like, man, y'all probably preaching today, but hey, somebody need to hear that. So don't worry about that. We don't talk about the music. We're going to talk about the shit, about the movie. We're going to talk about all of her mentors and all that good stuff. Y'all know it anyway. So hey, learn something today. So, amen. We're going to go ahead and would you go ahead and introduce Grace? Yes, you guys. We've, we've said a lot about this song, um, but I, I really hope that you just take a moment, use this song just to self-reflect and just to remind yourself that it's okay. There's no harm in asking for a little grace. And then once you get that grace, don't, don't keep it to yourself pay it forward, give that same grace and be an agent of grace. And so here's grace. 
Amen. We're going to go ahead and play Grace and her and some of her catalog, and we'll see you guys in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned, share, and enjoy the music. See you guys in a minute. For the words to say Can I get a little grace? Can I get a little empathy? Can we come back to the light And leave darkness behind? I just need a little hope I'm not asking for your sympathy You can't wait for things to change And still be the same I just need a little grace Grace. I just need a little grace. grace. Can I get a little grace? grace. Some grace. I promise I'll hear you out. So speak your truth. I won't shut you down. There's more to us than we'll ever know. Takes forgiveness and it's harder to show. I'm just trying to make it through the day, and I'm searching for the words to say. Can I get a little grace? Can I get a little empathy? Can we come back to the light and leave darkness behind? I just need a little hope. I'm not asking for your sympathy You can't wait for things to change And still be the same I just need a little grace, grace. I just need a little grace. grace Can I get a little grace? grace. Oh, some grace We've got to find a better way And start living out the words we say if there's one thing that's true In the end it's me and you Yeah, 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 yeah Can I get a little grace? Can I get a little empathy? Can we come back to the light And leave darkness behind? I just need a little hope I'm asking for your sympathy
in LA. Don't you don't just sound like you should be in a movie, y'all. Uh, y'all grew up with this? Come on now. It's called City of Angels. Go download it. Hollywood Walk of Fame. In the daytime. Nighttime's kind of sketchy. Hey, man, we are back. And. <laughs> nighttime is a little sketchy. <laughs> nighttime is a little sketchy. A lot of people don't realize. Actually, it was a funny fact. I was doing a modeling gig in, um, what was it, the Boulevard or something like that. And um, I went with some people that weren't from California and they came down to Hollywood and they were like, it's not like the movies. I said, nope, not at nighttime. Make, make sure you walk fast because I could tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't go down the wrong street. I'm just telling. Oh you. yeah, I'm telling you that. Yeah, that song is great. I, I'm, I'm, I heard that. I was like, that sounds like like a beginning of a movie. Like I was like, oh, right? oh. <laughs> I'm gonna just let that be from your lips to God's ears because I always thought that too. Like it just, it just seems like you know the beginning. of somebody's you know going to LA for the first time and it just opens and you see you know just the lights and you know. Hey. But anyway. You know, coming on the Greyhound bus, looking around, seeing the sunlight, coming from like the south or something. Actually, I took that from um, actually Miguel Nunez. Um, shout out to him when he was on the show. He told us about his story when he came from um, the Carolines to LA and lived on Skid Row because he said, I want to be an actor. And he was actually homeless for the first few months. And I was, I was just like, man, that could have been his story, you know, playing at LA, you know. The before the Joanna man. Hey. That's right. That's right. I want to give a special shout out. I wrote that song with Saida Garrett, who you guys know. She's like such a shero of mine. Um, she, of course, wrote "Men in the Mirror" and and just all those incredible songs with Michael Jackson. She sang the duet uh, "Just Can't Stop Loving You," and she's actually mm. the only black composer who has been. Uh, nominated for an Oscar in the composing category twice. So wow. um, I love I love me some Saida Garrett. So a special shout out to her. Thank you for liking that song, City of Angels. I don't hear that one too much, but I've always loved that song. That song is dope. And shout out to Saida. You're you're dope too because that song yes. go crazy. I I I need somebody with synchronization out there that's in the synchronization world. Put that in a movie. I don't care if it's a B movie because B movies. Most black people watch B movies before feature films anyway. So with that being said, I need that in a movie where I could be like, you know, seeing see City and you just be breaking down, just like, hey, hey Tyler Perry, shout out Tyler Perry. You always make them type of movies. Go ahead and add City of Angels. As one of the opening to like Diary of Black Map, uh, Diary of a uh, Mad Black Woman sequel two, you know, the revenge, you know, something like that. You know, it, it sounds something nice. like that. You know, they in LA, they on the red carpet, something. I mean, just, right. there's a moment for it. There's definitely a moment for it. So let's let's go into where is your hometown and where do you reside now? So my hometown is um, Bakersfield, California. That's where I was raised. I was actually born in um, the Bay Area, though. Um, uh oh, shout out, gay! Hey, I like when Bay Area people come on. 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so, um, but I was raised in a little town. Um, it's two hours north of LA called Bakersfield. And now I'm in, you know, Southern California. Yeah, yeah. LA. Bakersfield, you will miss it if you go to sleep. It's between <laughs> LA and the Bay Area. Usually it's a truck stop away from getting gas, some Denny's, and, and you don't see much but fields. But Bakersfield is actually, you have another great person actually that was on the show um, a few weeks ago. Brian Hooks is from Bakersfield, California okay. as well. Greg and everybody Porter. knows him. Do you know Greg, Gregory Porter is also from Bakersfield as well. See, there's greatness in Bakersfield. It's not Come just on, a yeah. Come on. <laughs> there's some greatness. Um, there's some talent scouts right now about to go to Bakersfield. And real, real confused on where the city starts and where it ends, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's there, and it raised me. And you know, I'm grateful for for just the upbringing that I had. I had two incredible parents, two very loving, God fearing parents who loved music so much. And so I, I feel like um, it, I was I was right where I was, where, right where I needed to be. There's there was there were moments where I would kind of you know, kind of get on my parents a little bit because I had a very, showed a very strong um, musicality, very, very young. And so I always would say, you know, why don't you put me in any, you know, performing art schools or, or talent shows or pageants or anything. I didn't do any of that. The church literally just raised me. And I was like the church musician for my church at my little church in Bakersfield, Southside on third and ale at 12 years old, you know, and I, I just, I, I have such beautiful, beautiful, vivid memories of, you know, um, just seeing my parents just enjoy music and us jamming to the Winans and commissioned and the Hawkins family and, you know, just the Clark sisters, just this, this beautiful um, culture of gospel music that I, I really attribute to who I am as an artist. Amen. And, you know, it, it is great that you have that background because it leads me to this next question yeah. is how did you embody playing Dorinda mm. for your audition? I think that's one big thing um, that you embodied her. I mean, I was like, you sure that's not her daughter or something? Because <laughs> you was in the, how she sings and everything. And yeah. it was just amazing. Uh-oh, we got Dr. Lovechild in the house that came in. Um, <laughs> doc, welcome, Dr. Lovechild, Dr. Marvinetta Clay, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. hey Hello. So, I, I, so I, I, I guess I wanted to ask that, and um, were you, I guess you could say, were you, how, how hard was it to get that role? Let's just ask it like that. Mm. Well, let me just start here. Um, you know, I had to do a lot of convincing because A, I had never um, acted on this scale before. I had done a, a very small role in this movie called All the Way. Um, actually, it did very well. It was an Emmy-nominated HBO film. Uh, Brian Cranston was President Lyndon B. Johnson, and Anthony Mackie was Martin Luther King, and I was kind of loosely playing... Um, you know, um, Mahalia Jackson just d during this funeral. And so I did have to show some e emotion. I was singing um, live, it was 
God had some had some foreshadowing. Didn't know it was going to lead to this, but I was singing live in this film, and um, it was been a very very emotional time. Never had I done anything on this this scale to where I'm literally you know one of the main characters, and so. Christine Swanson, who I definitely have to give a shout out to, she was the director of this film and she had this vision that she wanted all of the actresses to be singers. And you, now that we're on the other side of it, that might seem like, oh, well, that was an obvious choice. You know, you want them to be singers, but not so obvious. <laughs> not so obvious, especially how, you know, films are being made and even TV shows where you just get somebody who's an incredible actor and then you get somebody who's an incredible singer to do all, you know, the overdubs or the voiceovers. But the way that the Clark sisters, just their, just the way they express themselves just as human beings, and as artists, it is so, it is so, it, it's so organic. And it has to happen in the moment. And so if you saw the movie, you saw that there were moments where we would be in a living room and we would burst out into song. There would be a moment where we were in the hospital uh, room and we would burst into song. Those moments would not have the magic and the, 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 the that, that emotional um, uh, power if it was somebody overdubbing over that, it had to be singers who were acting in that moment emotionally and to be able to go in the song. Um, I'm kind of spending a lot of time on that because I, I really think that it really needs to be applauded that Christine had that vision to, to have the courage to cast actors who were singers. And so um, they were not sure about me. I, 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 I turned in a tape and it wasn't a hard no, but it wasn't a yes either. And so I connected with Josie Harris, who's just this incredible um, acting coach. Um, Christine introduced us and um, we just we just worked together. And she, she really made me fall in love with just the, the, the craft of acting because she, she, I was able to, transition i think because she said literally she, she actually came and saw one of my shows and she said you are able to tell a story through your singing through your voice she said that's all you're doing is just communicating and telling someone's story now it's just words but you just have to just understand who they are once you get that you just have the complete freedom to, to be able to just tell this incredible compelling story once you truly figure out who you are playing and so there were so many different exercises that i had to do to, to, to get to the the core of who dorinda is and um i'll never forget there was this one thing she assignment she said take the whole script i want you to rewrite it now instead of dorinda you have to put shalaya mm. and when it's a sister that you have a similar relationship with, I want you to put their name. Whoever, who was your mother in, you know, is it, in my mom is actually very similar, in some ways very similar to, to Dr. Batty, very, very strong, very direct. She said, put her name, you know, 
when it's someone, uh, maybe an issue, uh, someone that you may have um, a difficult time in a relationship, it doesn't even have to be a sister or just some, you have to basically identify each person in the script. You have to have uh, almost alternate reality of who that person is to you. Rewrite the whole thing and put those names in there. And now this is this is a story about Shalaya. Wow. And that is what made it so, I think, and you know, I've had so many people that know Dorinda and love her so dearly. And they were like, there were moments where I literally felt like I was looking at Dorinda and mm -hmm. listening to Dorinda, even how you were speaking in your, um, just the way you're, the cadence and just your your physical, you know, the way your your gestures. And so I definitely did my homework. I, I watched all her videos and just studied her movements. Um, and she herself, who, you know, I always say she's the hard, hardest, working, hardest working woman in the industry for any genre. Um, you know, she was so gracious with her time to talk with me for hours. And I was really able to to, to identify what she was feeling, you know, in, in certain moments. So I, so I could really be able to be inside that moment. So, so yeah, there was a lot of preparation, a lot of work, a lot of time. Um, you know, like I said, in the beginning, I did not have the role. Um, I was actually, it, um, I was touring, I was doing this crazy tour, um, with Dave Koss, he's a, a Christmas tour. He, I never forget this. It was 27 shows in 30 days, and that, and Pastor Jay, um, I know that you you understand the implications of that, especially as a vocalist. I would tell him, your instrument is on the outside of your body. My instrument is on the inside. So I had one day off. I had one day off, and we were supposed wow. to go to San Antonio. And um, Christine said, I, I think you should come to Detroit. And I think you should meet uh, Kiera. Uh, and I think you should meet uh, Karen. I did not have the role. I did not have the role. And so um, I got my little my little miles together. <laughs> I had some miles. And I took a trip to Detroit. And I remember I I was I was. It, I was at the point of exhaustion. I mean, my whole, I just remember my whole body just hurting. I just remember just being just fatigued on every level. Just my speaking voice was 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 raw and it was just spent and my body was spent. But I met Kiki and we it was this instant connection. We go into her dad's church and we sit at the piano and I I start playing um miracle. And so she and I, we just organically, we literally had not met each other before this point. We met, went to the piano, we had a little small talk, started singing immediately. Christine captured it on her cell phone, sent it to the producers, and they said, that is Karen and Dorinda. Wow. That's what got them over the edge. And so I always wow. tell people, you know, you want people to invest millions into you, you know, let's just say thousands. You, you want people, some other people to invest in you. 
you can't ask anybody to invest in you until you have invested in yourself. Until so you have true. a chance on yourself. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know if I was going to get the role. I, I could have done all that, had a, had a nice little time, still not gotten the role, but I had to at least put it all out there. And so um, I'm, I'm just so grateful that we were able to, to honor them while they're still here to, to put mm-hmm. them in the snow. Amen. Yet to still be able to smell them because, you know, as we're seeing, as we saw when the movie came out, they didn't just touch church folk, you know, the gospel community. You know, you had Missy, uh, Missy Elliott telling stories about how she was, she would be bumping their music in her, you know, when she had her little car, her little first car, she was bumping their music. You know, Mary Jane Blige said that, you know, they saved her life. When there were moments that she didn't want to go on, she would put on a Clark sister song, and that saved her life. Uh, Queen Latifah said, "You know, they made me a better actress." You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. we have to conjure that emotional moment, where whether it's tears or you know just whatever kind of emotion. She said, "I didn't have to think about something sad. I would just put on the Clark sisters, and just that spirit, you know, would just would just come over me, and I would be able to tap into that emotion." And so, I think we're realizing just how important and just historic. Not only were they, you know, when they first came out and just all the, the 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 new ground that they just broke wide open, I think, for the gospel industry even today. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was deep. I love it. I love it because, you know, what that says to, if anybody really paid attention to what you just said, um, mm-hmm. you didn't have the role in the beginning. And mm-hmm. everything is all about God's timing. Yes. Everything. It's about God's timing. And so what opened the door was just you being your unique self and being um, transitioned, just being who you are and the connection that you and Kiara had immediately and then the singing and the playing. That just set the bar to a whole nother level and it opened up the door for you. And I, I, I pray that everybody listen to that because when it just seems like, you know, things are not going to happen, you know, when God says so, it's going to happen. You just got to just be patient, yeah. be patient and wait on him and he'll, he'll do the rest. Uh, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you telling that because I have to say you actually played that role like crazy. I mean, oh my God! If I could turn it on right now, I would. <laughs> it was amazing. See, I go. I am one of those that goes so far back with the Clark sisters when they first made their movie uh, Gospel, I believe it was. And yeah, yeah. So I go back and I think about that. Um, to the point of where they're at today. And it's amazing, especially like you said, to be able to celebrate them while they're alive, they're well, yeah. they're living, they're legends, and they still setting a bar for so many people. And so I appreciate it. I appreciate you, you know, yeah. just being you, but man, yeah, you played you played that Dorinda. I don't think they could find uh, nobody else better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, I, I want to give a, a big shout out to, to Dr. Holly Carter because, you know, 
she had been trying to do this for so long. And, you know, when you hear her talk about the story, you know, it's almost like, like you said, everything in God's timing. And I, I look at Kiera, nobody could have played Karen like her daughter. And what a beautiful tribute yeah. that was. And so if this movie was made, you know, 15 years before, you know, she wouldn't have been in position to be able to play that role at that moment. And mm -hmm. so everything happened when it was supposed to. And, um, you know, I, I, I personally just was, I thought there was so many historic things going on. Just the fact that I mentioned this every time. And I, I think it, it should really um, just really be remembered for this as well. It's the fact that it was black girl magic on every single level to where it was the director was a black woman. The screenwriters were both black women. You know, the, the uh, producers were all black women. And this was a story about six black women. Um, and you just don't see that often. And so I, I feel like every time I have a moment to say that I always want to, because I think it, it was very unique and, and very special. Well, I want to go on to one thing that I think every artist, vocalist, actor needs to, to take from what you just said about you didn't have the role. You just came off tour. You're tired. You drove hundreds of miles to get to Detroit and you didn't act like how you felt. You, try, mm -hmm. you treat people with a positive attitude. Cause just think yeah. if you would've came there with attitude cause you tired, you, you your, your voice hurt, your body yeah. hurt. You've just been cramped in the car for hours. And Kiki come, you're like, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm here. Uh, yes, I'm here. Cause I, no, it's funny, but it's true. Cause there's people that don't know how to push through their pain where you got to push through your pain and still, you still on, even if you tired, even if you, you have all this stuff in your situation at home, your your husband, your wife, your kids, whatever's happening. There's a lot of times where you're going to have to push. God's going to push you to get that last out of you. And that I feel like that was your last out of you where you really was just being genuine because you have the love and passion for music. And you and Kiki just vibed because you both have that love and passion mm -hmm. for music and that's what opened the door to finally show that God was like, yeah, she got it. Okay, she can have it. She can handle it. She ain't got that pride. She can handle yeah. that because she was able to go through all this suffering mm -hmm. and still get here and still have a smile on her face. Mm -hmm. That's the true Christ way. All right, she open that door. Go ahead and send that little video. See, I already knew she was going to record y'all. Y'all didn't even know that it was recording. I told her to record it. That's what God was saying. In the background, while you over here you singing, enjoying, you know, and just chilling, and you don't even know God setting you up. He just went ahead mm -hmm. of you. See, a lot of times people don't realize that we just get impatient with the first uh uh, or kind of like, we'll see. It's not a no yet. Even a no isn't a no until That's God right. says the right. final say so. So I hope somebody out there was able to really hear what that, what you were saying, because that's a powerful key statement yeah. because in radio, I've come across a lot of artists and they have to, and that means from A-list to Z-list. I think that's <laughs> a Z-list. And on all levels, I've seen character. Character is what yeah. people say about you when you're not in the room. And that will open doors or close them. 
So if you have a good character and you treat everybody right, no matter who you are, because you never know who somebody might turn out to be and who you might run into down the, you know, down the road. So I think that was just powerful. And yeah. I want to go into this because you said about black girl magic and how how has it been for you as a black woman, as an artist in the industry and trying to promote your music after posts? You know, during the now you're back to Shalaya. Now you're you and you're trying to promote your music. Everybody probably wants you to sing a Dorinda Clark song now, but now you're trying to sing your music. Like, hey, okay, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm me now. You know, the movie was good. Go watch it. You know, and you know, kind of add on to that, it was God's timing for the movie to come out when it did because everybody was in the house. They had no excuse not to watch it because exactly. I can tell you right now, during that movie time. It, if every if the world was open and everybody was still in the run, 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 let's go over here, go over there, it wouldn't have had its success. So God knew what he was doing when, <laughs> when that movie came out, when it did, because everybody was there. You had no excuse. And it was yeah. the biggest thing other than on Netflix, because everybody watched Netflix by the time that movie came out and was like, all right, I don't have nothing else to watch. And I can't wait till that movie come on. It's just like back when TV, when you had to look at TV guy, when you was like, when did that show come on? Eight o'clock, it's about three. Let me go ahead and put a VHS in and watch this movie until the, my show come on. So it, it, was, it was a great timing. It was awesome. But how now post Dorinda yeah. and post movie and you just dropped Grace. Mm. How has it been as a black woman trying to promote in this industry? Mm. Ooh, that's loaded, honey. That's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I, I do this. Go ahead, let me know. Yeah, like I ain't new to this, I've been true to this. But no, there, there I, I love what you said. I just want to touch on what you said earlier that you know we were disappointed with missing out on the premieres and the screenings. But God, as you said, God knew that it would be the number one television movie of 2020 because nobody had nothing to do on Easter weekend. Everybody was there. I remember when Snoop was tweeting about it and Jamie Foxx and Taraji and everybody was watching that movie in real time. And so, um, you know, a lot of times we, we think of you know, our, our ideas and our thoughts and, and God's ways are so much beyond ours. And so that ended up being such a big blessing. And, and so, you know, I think what, five, six uh, NAACP nominations later, wow. Critics' Choice nomination later, you know, it, it made its mark. And it was the number one television movie of 2020, the, the number one movie on Lifetime in four years. And so that was um, that was definitely God's timing. You know, there, there's so many things I could say in response to that. I um, and I'm 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 going to tread softly because um, I'm just going to try to tread softly. But but the the thing is is that I played Dorinda Clark Cole, you know, the rose of gospel. But I am Shalea, and so there was a kind of a disconnect in the beginning, because although I am, I consider myself to be um, a very spiritual person. I, I grew up a uh, church girl. My dad is is a, a pastor. He became a pastor in my adulthood, but I definitely grew up with, with that culture of church. He was always, you know, an elder in the church. And so I definitely felt that pressure of, 
of always, you know, uh, making sure I was, you know, on my P's and Q's. And, and so I know church culture through and through. I, I, I know what it means. I know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> Say that one more time. She knows where all the bodies are buried. You know, church politics. Right. That's what that means, church politics. Honey, I know it all. I know it all. Um, and so there is, there is a difference. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to tread softly on this, but I have been at times a little disheartened sometimes when people make such a distinction between gospel artists um, and then artists of any other genre. So mm. technically speaking, I'm not a gospel artist. That doesn't diminish in any way my relationship to God, um, just the way I try to live my life. Like you said, you know, to, that, that your reputation, that, that what is said about you, you're out of the room, I, you know, to make sure that my legacy is that you try to treat people right and you're not a respecter of persons. Um, and you treat everybody with love and respect and, and, and tenderness and, you know, all of that stuff that to me, that is what God said. He said, to, you know how you're not going to, people are going to know that you belong to me. It's how you love one another, how you treat people. That's what shows that you're a Christian. And so, yes, I am a Christian, but I'm not a gospel artist. And so sometimes I, I'll just... I'll just be very, very transparent. One time I was, I was going live. This was during the pandemic and it was, it was during the summer and I was in my home and I just had a tank top on and some cut off shorts and I just went live. You know, I was just going live with, with, uh, you know, with, with my fans and we were talking and we were just, you know, having a good time just talking. And, and then I would like sing a song and I, they started doing requests and, and um, and then I just started, I don't know what happened. It, it, it was just, the Lord just took me in another direction. And I just, it was just me and him. And I, just, I was just going to worship. It was just me at the piano, just playing and just kind of going into worship. And that moment, somebody posted it on Facebook and it kind of went viral. It, it, it got like over, it's, it's over a million views on it. But it was folk on there, church folk, saying she shouldn't be wearing that and singing about the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was this disconnect that that's not wow. the derivative that we know. So why why is she looking like this? Why is she dressed like this? You know, aren't you a gospel artist? Aren't you know it was all these these this I from what my perspective was, there was some confusion as to you play Dorinda, so you got to be just like Dorinda, you know, now in your real life. So when I go to the beach, I wear my bathing suit. I wear my little bikini. Might have some cut-off shorts. You don't see me in the ocean. I'm a, I'm a Cali girl, beach girl. You know, I was in my own home. I was relaxing, and then it just went there. And so I, I, I understand it because, like I said, I'm a church girl, and I get it. I get where the mindset is. I would never go to church. I know how to dress appropriately in church. I know how to dress appropriately when the when the time calls for it. But there was this very uh, judgmental um, 
you know, response to mm -hmm. reconciling who Shalea is and who Dorinda is. Now, see, I'm, I'm already mature in the faith to not be swayed by that because that I already know that's not of God. Like the God mm -hmm. I serve isn't that. But I know a lot of people who have been turned away from church and all things spiritual because of people. That will never be me, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I but I just understood that, you know, this this is sometimes that issue of it just being so so rigid and so um, you know, just kind of close minded. You know, to, to it, it was they was it was trifling. trifling. I'm gonna say it for you. They was trifling. <laughs> they was trifling. They mad that they can't be in no tank top. <laughs> I say it for you. I'm not scared of no smoke. Any any time I hear stories like this, because I know of a Christian uh, Christian um, comedian. Her name is Anna Douglas. She's been on the show before. And love she said her. she's had love her, love her, love her, by the way. <laughs> she's had the same responses you've got. You can't, like my grandmom would say, they talked about Jesus, they're gonna talk about you. That's Don't hard. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's just kind of like if they're talking about you, that means you're doing something right. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just that people have they they're not even following themselves, what they set for other people and mm -hmm. it's just it's sad i pray for those people because mm -hmm. that's not what you know that's why so many pastors like myself have to say sorry to mm. some people that are just turned off from church that don't want to go back to church there's has all these issues because they get the bad representation yeah. of what people of Christ are like. And it, that's not, that's not, I, I apologize for that because there's no, it don't matter, you in your own house, you could just imagine what some of them people that was talking about you, will you looking like in their house? They probably got moo-moos and everything. Anyway, you know <laughs> anyway, so since they want to go there, I just think to the point of, is that as you as an artist, you know, I, my pastor was um, Dave Hollister in Antioch, California. Mm -hmm. And so many people had so many things to say. And I said, well, first of all, you don't even go to church. So you can't talk about him being a, a, a singer of Blackstreet and still being a pastor when you don't even go to church. You can't, well, instead of judging what other people are doing, look at the positives of them trying to still strive to go towards Christ. That's where we need as a collective, as a one body of yeah. Christ. The body of Christ needs to stop competing with people and start yeah. helping each other. Because a lot of times people just get mad. They get mad. They get, they like, oh, look at her shining. She could play the piano. I don't like her. But I, what I say earlier that my pastor said, I love God, but hate people. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just remember, I just remember there was, there was this, this difference, this, this stark difference, and this is what, I, what, what really saddened me. Again, like I said, it takes a lot to hurt mom's feelings. Okay, so, I mean, like I said, I, 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 I know where the bodies are buried. So, you know, these little, these little Christian bullies, they don't, they don't really do anything to me in, in my spirit. So, but, but what was so interesting to me is that. There were people who were telling me on my own page, you know, God was not in this. This was all wow. sad. 
Wow. And then in DMs, literally, and you know, I'm getting a little choked up, you know, um, people would say that listening to me sing at that moment saved their life mm-hmm. because they were going to commit suicide. Wow. And when, when they saw that video, they said, I can go on just a little bit longer because I sang mm-hmm. the song another day, The Lord Has Kept Me, just kind of went into just a medley of things. And um, I was just like, how, how contrasting. They don't realize that they're seeing legs. Legs is what is getting them messed up. Somebody mm-hmm. else really needed that message and that, that, that hope. All they felt was God saying, yeah. I love, you. I'm still with you. You can, you can, you can be in this a little bit longer. So that I, I feel like there, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that think the way you do, Pastor Jay, and, and, and you, you know, love child, but a lot of times those voices get drowned out by just the, the critical, judgmental um, voice that sometimes is the loudest and gets the most yeah. attention. And yeah. and, it, and it is sad because everybody is not strong in the faith. And so um, I just remember how, how can it be such stark responses? You got somebody saying, God ain't with you. And then it, it, someone else is saying, this moment saved my life, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, God just revealed this to me right now. And I'm gonna just say it, weak, Weak Christians are easily used by the devil. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying that they're the devil. I'm saying that they're easily used by the devil because they are weak in those moments. And what fuels those weaknesses? Pride, jealousy, and misery. When you're in those moments, that pettiness, that petty spirit, that's a spirit. I, I, I want people to know that being petty is not cute. That's not even a way of God because you shouldn't be petty because if somebody was petty with you, you're going to cry. But let me stop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we have to get to a point as Christians to be able to go back to that love part. Love, love. What does that mean? Love. Love is like that mother whose son is on drugs and no matter what he do, she still love him. Love is that person, that father that that is at every court appearance for his son that is behind bars. And even though the bad things he did, he's still there for his son. That's real agape love where we got to get back to that, because you want if you want people to love you, you got to show love. If you don't show love, you give out what what you receive. And and. It's just it's disheartening because you're not the first artist that's been on Anointed Radio to say that. And that's why I'm so vocal about it, because we got to do better Christians as a collective, because there is people. There's people, there's baby Christians, people just getting hot on fire for God and they get their first little demon that come after them. And then they and then it don't help to have the people that's supposed to help them sound just like the little demon that just came after him. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So I I just say this, you just pray for him. You know, just think about it. Jesus prayed for the ones who crucified him. He said, I pray, God, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. Yeah. That prayer is powerful because you still got to pray that today. There's going to be some haters. There's going to be some people that talk about you. There's going to be people that don't have nothing good to say about you. 
and they don't even know you. It's yeah. funny how many people will swear up and down about you and don't know one thing about you. What does that show? That shows that you are on the right path, that God got you in the right place. And if even if you were singing country music, that doesn't mean anything if you want to go sing I Love You, Jesus, because there's a whole lot of people that these churches, let's, let's be real. I'm not being messy, but let's be real. There's a lot of non- gospel artists that churches have paid for them to come sing Christian songs. And then they talking about some other stuff, but that's mm. another story. Mm. When you mm. see somebody that truly want to be able to worship God and not do it as a, as a fad or a career, but just truly worshiping. That's a, that's a praise moment. That's like some, that's, that should be a prodigal son moment. Like, Oh my God, they, they take it to Jesus. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, son. That's what I'm talking about. Not no. Well, you know what you no. Don't no yeah. no. But no. But you know what? That that you you're gonna have those. You're gonna have the naysayers. You're gonna have that because if you look at the disciples that hung with Jesus, you had them. They ran with him. They hung with him. They saw the miracles. They heard his preach word. And you still had Dalton Thomas that still didn't believe that he died, he rose and got up until he had to show the prince in his hands. So you're going to have people that's going to be like that. I think I was on your feet when you did that. And I was enjoying it. I didn't care what you had on. You were singing, you know. <laughs> you were ministering, you know. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't even about yeah. what you had on. You was doing something that was breaking the ice for those that needed it. And you're going right. to have those that is not going to receive. Because everybody's not going to enjoy what you do. They're not going to yeah. like what you are putting out. They're not going to even like you because you're a pretty young lady. You know, they're going to say, oh, they're going to find something. You know, that's just people. But that's Fair people that's being so self-righteous and not even understanding the love of God that he even gave to them. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying it's amazing because people forget that had it not been for God taking care of whatever they was going through, they wouldn't be where they're at today. But yet they want to be so self-righteous to just throw judgment. And how can you throw judgment uh -oh. on anybody? It says judge not unless you be judged. I mean, come on. Do you have any, you know, are you sinless? No, you're not. Are you perfect? You're not. So I'm saying to you, keep doing what you're doing. And Fact. don't let nobody dishearten you. Don't let nobody get to your heart of any way because evidently you must be doing something great because that's how the enemy does. He uses those that, you know, want to throw uh, fiery darts and ill will and all that. He uses those. But um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I had um, listened to a lot of them folks back then. <laughs> we talking about when, when the person that not, shall not be named called you the screaming singer? Back, yeah. back, back <laughs> <laughs> the, the screaming singer. We will not say his name. He is, a, he, is name. A, he is a person in the industry, though, that a lot of people yeah. know. But he, he, he called her the screaming singer. And, and that was in your, yeah. your younger days. So yeah. just think um, about it. And you know, one thing my therapist told me, and I, it was really deep, you don't have to receive it. No, you don't. You don't. You can say, I don't receive that. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't receive yeah. none of that. I know the God I serve. I, he didn't tell me that. I don't receive that. Have a nice day. Because a lot of people say those things that they feel about themselves and try to put it mm. on other people. That mm. So just simply, I don't receive it. And you yeah. know, 
you you have a great support group and you got man girl you better one thing that i've learned in um dw helped me with that we got to know who we are and know who our pedigree Who's you know who back you I, it ain't got nothing to sound arrogant you'd be like if i was doing wrong quincy and stevie would have told me something wrong <laughs> So y'all mad. That part. Bye-bye. Simple as that. I'll because you gotta remember people know the real people that know you. If they saying something, those are the people that are your fact checkers. Those are the people that are like, all right, you're doing too much. If they didn't say nothing, yeah. Got yeah. it. You mad. Simple. I did a post not too long ago. I said, if 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 your number ain't in my phone, you don't know me, boo. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it might even be in your phone. You still might not. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. You know, so no. I mean, and, and that—that's why it's just so important to have a tribe around you that you can trust, that you know has your best interests at heart, yeah. who love you, want to see you go to a new level, and there's no. Ain't no hateration going on, you know. This is, you know, if they're telling you something in love, you know, you receive it, you know. But yeah. anybody outside of that, it's just, it's just white noise to me. And then I'm grateful that I, I had, you know, two parents who really, really instilled that in me. I remember my dad telling me, you know, I just want you to always remember that no one is better than you. But in that same breath, you ain't better than nobody. And uh. so that 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 centered me and grounded me in a way that that has really has to this day, it, it it's always stayed with me. And I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. That's why respecter of persons, when I see somebody treating, you know, um, you know, somebody who they think is in a lowly position different than who they think is the star, that bothers me. You know, that bothers me deeply, you know, because yes, I love Quincy. Yes, I love Stevie and David Foster and, and every single, to be frank, every single one of my heroes I can call, you know, they love me, you know, uh, will 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 be there for me. And so I I consider myself blessed, but but that doesn't define even who I am. I, I don't I'm not a value because Quincy, David, and, and, and Stevie, I, I'm I'm literally a child of God, and that's where my value comes from. God has given yeah. me this beautiful, big, enormous gift. It used to kind of be weird to even say that because sometimes in, in church culture, we're sometimes raised to make our gift small, and we call that humility. Yeah. But it's not, mm -hmm. that's not humility. Really recognizing that this gift is from God, it, it mm -hmm. should be big. It should be beautiful it should be special it should be something yeah. that is going to touch a lot of people and so it took me some time to get there to be able to own that but in that same breath remembering what my dad said your gift doesn't make you any better it just gives you a unique place in this world you know i i, I during this pandemic it was a privilege to be able to touch people's hearts the way i was to be able it took nothing for me to go to a piano and just zone out and that meant so much to people. People tell me that you are enough song that you played. They play that every morning for themselves. They play that for their kids every morning before they go to school. That took nothing for me to just release what was naturally in my heart 
And yet God was able to use that and, and to make it just so meaningful and, and life-changing to someone else. And so, you know, that's that's what this is about. This this is a lifestyle for me. You know, gospel music is a genre of music. It's a genre. You know, that's why you can have people in gospel music who may say the name of Jesus all day long and they are unkind, they are um, hateful, they're backbiting, they're jealous, all of that. And you can have someone who is singing R&B who you may think is, you know, that's that's not sacred music, but the mm-hmm. spirit of God is in the heart of everybody that they come in contact with. They always say, I, I feel warmth when they're around. I feel love when they're around. You know, who's the Christian? Mm. You know, and so I, I, you know, I, I will always say I sing gospel music because that's my home. That will always be home to me, always. I always say, God gets my best vocal, you know, because there's something about what you're talking about, God, that you, you just get that conviction. But I, mm-hmm. I, I've been sure with David Foster, and I do all the, the Whitney stuff, the bodyguard. I do, you know, uh, the Tony Braxton and the Natalie Cole and Shaka Khan's the Fire. And then I'll be on tour with Steve. I was on tour with, with my Stevie uh, Wonder for a couple years for the songs in the key of life, which to me is a sacred album because that when it starts off with loves and need that that that's such a, a spiritual moment, you know. But you know, and 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 then Quincy, you know, being able to do you know, Lady in My Life, and I just can't stop loving you, and Misty, who he arranged for Sarah Vaughn. Mm. God's spirit is is in me, and so wherever I go. His spirit goes with me, and, and so that's a right. lifestyle to me. Um, and so it's it's not limited to only having to sing one genre of music that makes mm-hmm. me a relationship with him. And that is what I kind of was kind of coming around to say that yes, I'm Shalea, I'm not Dorinda, and um, that doesn't mean that I don't love God. I don't um, really really try to be a Christian in all that I do. It might not look the same way as it looks for you, but it, it's still real and it's genuine and it's and it's real to me. You yeah. better say that. You, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. You heard no, it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, I think you embodied everything that a lot of young people have been saying for years. And like you said, those voices that are kind of the the not the multitude have been trying to say for a long time is saying that you know just because I might dance to hip hop just because I might sing a sing a Luther Vandross song doesn't mean I don't love God exactly because you know like if 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 you know God you know love that's simple mm. Mm. because that's first John is perfect. Yeah, absolutely First John said it perfect. If you don't believe it, because he said if <laughs> if you don't know love, you don't you don't love God. You yeah, are because yeah. he is love. Simple yeah. as that. So you you just said it perfectly. And um yes. And I'm gonna go watch all the way because I didn't know you was on. I'm actually looking at your um your whole bio on Google right now. And I was like, oh, all the way. I needed to move new movie. You know, pandemic made you watch all the movies. You didn't have nothing in your registrar. Go ahead, Dr. Click. 
Well, no, I just was going to say when she was naming all the different songs by the, the various artists and everything, there's something um, some years ago here in Vegas, we have a choir called the Las Vegas Mass Choir. And they took on a quote that said, there's a message in our song. So mm. anything that you are singing, it has a message. It doesn't necessarily have to be gospel, you know what I'm saying? But it's a message. And that message is loud and clear in everything that you sing. And what a person grasps from it and how it helps that individual, that's really all that matters. It right. doesn't mm. matter the genre or, or who signed it. And I feel like that's my Chicago slang, I'm sorry. Signed it, um, <laughs> you know. <it> just, <laughs> It doesn't matter, but what matters is the message that's in each song that you bail out, that you bail out from the your innermost part and from your uttermost gut. That's what we say, from the uttermost gut. And and as you bailing it out, you bailing it out with so, so much sincerity and with clarity. And you're putting your own spin to it, and that's what people will perceive. But it's the message in everything that you say. It like I said, it don't matter. And that's what's important. It's the message. Yeah. yeah. So, I remember there, there was this this there was this really pivotal moment to where I realized that my gift was was you know um, it didn't matter. Like you said, what I sang, people were going to feel the spirit. I. I did this tribute um, to Burt Bacharach and Hal David, and I was singing Anyone Who Had a Heart. So I come off stage and this woman is weeping, like she's mm -hmm. crying, weeping. And she she's hugging me and she's just saying, when I heard you sing, I just felt God. I just felt God. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, but I'm singing, Anyone who had a, you know, I'm saying anyone who had a heart, but you know, my birth back and Al David. <laughs> but that's what I realized is like my gift, when it's from God, it's gonna, it, His Spirit is gonna be on that. And so oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I was, I was raised uh, Seventh Day, you know, and I, I, there's a lot of uh, things that I had to, you know, make my own, even existing in that faith. And one of them was that my, my, my gift was sacred 24-7, and it didn't matter what day I was singing. It didn't matter that the sacredness doesn't turn off just because of, a, you know, um, a specific day or, mm -hmm. or uh, just because I'm singing a love song. But as you said, God is love. God created romantic relationships. So, so th that is sacred. That is mm -hmm. sacred. And, and we have a, you know, this is a whole other conversation about just talking about love and, and intimacy and relationships, even in a church setting to where sometimes people are even uncomfortable with that. But um, mm -hmm. if I put, some, uh, if I did a song to some of those verses, um, you know, in, 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 in Songs of Solomon, you know, uh, it, it might have a, a E rating. Explicit. <laughs> 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 so, you know, God, God is, is loving all of that when it's done in its Man. proper time. And so, um, you know, I, I, I just thank you so much for just kind of affirming me in that because I do, I just, I do at the end of the day, I, I feel God with me everywhere I go and I know he's there. 
So I have to ask this question, and it's kind of getting late. So I'm not going to hold you, but I want to ask this question. It's a very important question. What is next for Shalea? <laughs> well, I am hoping movies, more movies. Um, I definitely caught the acting bug, and so I am um, definitely um, moving very, very, um, uh, in a very focused way towards that. Um, I am wanting to put um, just some singles out. You know, I, I put out Brace um, last month, and so there's 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 some more songs kind of coming down the pipeline um, that I'm wanting to just kind of put out and just see just see where it goes. I'm, I, I feel like I'm in a in a a very um, I'm just in an open space to where it just there were there were moments there were times where you know. You had to have a label. You had to be in a specific box, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm checking all the boxes. You know, um, I just did a, a you know, um, just different collaborations that I've I've just been, been very open and, and just really enjoying having that freedom. Um, and then hopefully more more touring, more touring later on. Of course, a lot of things are a little unpredictable right now in terms of when things are going to completely, you know, be back to normal due to the pandemic. But, um, you know, um, but I do see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and I'm hoping a lot more tour dates. And so I'm hoping that people will stay tuned um, through my, um, not only through just my social media, which is Shalea Music, S-H-E-L-E-A Music, but my website also Music. It's the same. Uh, for everything, for Instagram, for Twitter, um, and uh, Facebook. My Facebook page is also Shalaya Music. So um, definitely stay tuned and stay connected. Well, I, I feel this in the spirit. You should do an EDM song. And then you could be, <laughs> then when we come, then we walk down the strip, you're like, hey, you hear that Shalaya Joy? Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh-oh. I've been in the gym and that's what I've been working out. And it's so funny you say that there is a collaboration that I did do. It hasn't come out yet, but uh stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Stay tuned. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, have, I have an EDM bug. Ever since I did an EDM song, make sure you go down <laughs> Wake Up Bless on all social media platforms. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> When ever since the EDM song, I just realized it's not many of us doing EDM. And I feel like we could do a great impact in EDM world. And it's an untapped, and that's a global market. That ain't just the US. I mean, mm -hmm. Germany, France, man, even in Africa, Netherlands. Afro house music. I cannot, that's literally all I work out to. And it's it's just so amazing. It's so beautiful and layered, and it just be oh, I'd be like, mm, I'm getting it. <laughs> that I'd be going hard. <laughs> see, God, God never lies. He told me. See, it's, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> Check out the Shalea EDM song coming out soon. Whenever. Uh -huh. yeah. I don't know when it dropped, but I'm going to make sure y'all know because I'll probably post it. So one thing I want to just say in my behalf um, here in Pastor Jay, in all seriousness, I really appreciate you coming on the show and spending yeah. time with us because the most valuable thing on earth is time. And you spent it with us. So we really appreciate you. And now that you go on Anointed Radio, you like family. What that yeah. mean? Okay, there's a benefit. Anything that you do. 
I am here to be able to promote you. Anything that Anointed Radio could do, promoting your new music. If you have any books, any movies, we're going to promote you. We're going to help you because we believe that every guest is like family. Y'all are our distant cousins that's all over that came on and spent time with us. And we got to know you personally. And we really want to be able to share our network with you guys with whatever you need. Let us know. We'll post it, social media, even drop it and put it in rotation. You got that from us. And it's genuine. And hold me to it. I always tell people to do that because no one ever does so. And I do it anyway. But still, uh, hold us to it because we really believe in supporting because our mission statement is unity brings change. Mm -hmm. So I, I stand on it. I staple it. I, I brand it like Denzel Washington said. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say that and just say that I, we appreciate I, you. I deeply appreciate you, uh, you know, Pastor Jay uh -oh. and Dr. We had a freeze. Uh-oh, Dr. Clay frozen. She froze. Uh, oh, she froze. Okay, well, Dr. Pastor Jay, I just want to, you know, just thank you so much for allowing me to share this time with you. Um, it, it, was, it was such a deep connection and conversation that we were able to talk about so many things. And so... I just applaud all that you're doing and, and just the message that message that you're putting out into the world. I think it's it's just what a lot of people need to hear, church and unchurched. And I'm, I'm very sensitive to that. Um, just how people, I, I sense when people are inclusive versus being exclusive. And I, I feel mm -hmm. such a beautiful, inclusive spirit with you. So just thank you for just all that you shared and poured into my life today. And um, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for, for this connection tonight. Amen. And we appreciate you. It's not yes, going to be the only know. time, y'all. It ain't the only time. She's going to have her Las Vegas connection here at Anointed yes. Radio. And really quick, I want to do a special shout out to my Shea Babes. Those are my fans. I know they're watching. So my Yellow Hearts, I think my mama is watching. So they call her, my Shea Babes call her Gigi, but I call her Marmy. So just thank you for everybody who came out just to support me. Shout um, out, Gigi. Shea Babes. Yeah. Shea Babies. And Shea Babes. Make yeah. sure you are like and subscribe. My, my sister might be on too. I'm not sure. She got kids, but um, Shalana, she might be on there too. Why is she so saying like that? I felt like that was bad. I got kids. She said like <laughs> she got kids. A whole bunch of them. <laughs> But I actually got married in a pandemic, y'all. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Oh, Congratulations. To my husband, my beautiful husband, Dr. Philip McDonald. Um, All right. Shout out to him, too. So I know he's, he's supporting as well. So um, Congratulations. We got to do a part two. We got to do a part two. But yeah, you, yeah. you did hear you did hear a little judgment with the kids. She got kids. <laughs> I'll be wondering if that's what people be saying because I got I got three, and I'll be like, he got kids. Don't invite him. He, he too many kids. It's too much. It's too many of them. Too many of them. Don't don't bring them over. Oh man. So, yeah. so make sure everybody that you share, like, subscribe. This this interview is going to go viral. Speaking in the name of Jesus, we're going to go ahead and yeah. put it's going to be on podcast. It's going to be on everything but title because Jay Z be hate. Y'all know it. You because I because until he until he add me or or send me a a stop and uh, you know 
you know, until that, we got beef. Go ahead and add us on title. It's sad that we on iHeartRadio and Pandora and Radio.com and all these other things and not title. Come on now. The, bl- the black on one, we ain't on that one. For real. For real, Jay-Z. Really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> All right, cool. Anyway, so with that being said, make sure you share, like, subscribe. Make sure you follow us on LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. And make sure you even add to our podcast audience where you can be able to see all of our interviews, including this one. This um, one is uploaded. And check out our social media for all new updates on Anointed Radio. And with this being said, I'm going to go ahead and play I can't even say Cletus because it's not Cletus anymore. I usually say Cletus. <laughs> it's Adam. So we're going to go ahead and play Adamology out because he's our new outro. Once he, there you go. I feel like it's like the 90s, like like okay. everybody's at the end of the, you know, end of the show. You know, it's just like that yeah. 90s outro. Like, yeah. uh, like Moesha about to come on next. So you just see the little yeah. title Moesha coming on next. So with that being said, we see you guys next week. Much love. And Much love, guys. Love. Thank uh-huh.